The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Jeff Shannon, and welcome to Summer County Spotlight. And we're getting ready to jump into a brand new episode. I wanted to uh, bring in a special guest here. And she is the co Now, I'm going to just do a little bit of your uh, bio because it is massive. And we'll talk more about it. They go all of your accomplishments and everything. So now she is, I'll tell you her name here in a minute. We're going to make you wonder. But she's a co-founder and co-host of the Writer's Corner live TV show and special needs TV show on Facebook and YouTube. Okay, that's a big place to be. The first is everything about the authors and the writing all the way to getting published, which is big deal. Mary Elizabeth Jackson. <laughs> that's her name. See, you're wondering. She's uh, starting a YouTube channel dedicated to children's book reviews with her son, who inspired her series, and an education show for kids of all needs. So, well, look, when do you have time for all this? You, you just 24 hours a day. I know. You know, you, you have to wonder about those things. I think, you know, when you find your passion, it's not work, right? It's a joy. And what I have learned through all that I'm doing and have done is that I cram in every moment that I can. And mm -hmm. that means writing in a car rider line, writing at a practice. You know, I'm on my tablet writing, the TV's on, my son's running around, my girls are doing whatever, and I still try to be creative and work because I waited for the perfect time. I'd never get to do everything I want to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it, it, you're busy doing other things, but you're taking on this uh, autism advocate, mm -hmm. uh, which is commendable. I, I've really discovered here, especially in the last few months, that it, there is such a need for those folks you know, in that spectrum, they really need the help. And I've discovered some great people stepping up to the plate. And when I came across your story, I said, wow, we got, we got to let everybody know about this. Thank you. Yeah. There, it's, um, I've just been recently on phone calls with uh, senators and state representatives about a subject. And it, it's just amazing how much still needs to be worked on and yeah. helped. And, and, you know, anything that we can do is important. You know, we all have needs in life, mm -hmm. but when you have extra special challenges or needs, you really got to have some support and you got to have people out there advocating for you if you can't advocate for yourself. So what made you become an advocate? What was the driving force behind that? Mm. Well, there's a couple of things. My middle daughter, when she was born, we didn't discover until she was about 18 months old or two and a half that she was talking in at 18 month old level. She was just quiet and she cluttered. She would, mm -hmm. it was like a repetitive word that was stuck and you couldn't tell what the language was. So we jokingly said she's talked like a fairy because all she ever wanted to do was wear fairy costumes. And then we, she was tested and found out that she was developmentally delayed, language delayed, processing. You know, there was all these things going on that I, I didn't know anything about. Like I had been around children my whole life, had a daycare, nannied, raised, helped raise my brothers. And I had no clue when all this diagnosis happened for her and how much our life would change. Because once your child 
child is diagnosed and then therapies begin, your whole world is sometimes consumed by this. Yeah. And when they're especially nonverbal, you're definitely their advocate. So we started off teaching her two word sentences first and then. It's a brilliant idea mm-hmm. who created it. I always found it funny. I was teaching my daughter her own language, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Because she did not speak English. It was four before I ever heard I love you. And so, you know, that turned me into an advocate at that point. And then um, there was a journey down the road where something very traumatic happened to her when she was four or five. And there were many years in a legal situation over that. And that changed my path again as an advocate. Then I began to go to Capitol Hill and speak to senators and representatives about okay, this has to never happen again to anyone's child. So we have to create some new laws and protection for kids. And And she's how old now? She's 18 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time flies. (laughs) Time flies, yes. And then when my my third son was born, which was a a surprise, he was not planned. It was like God said, well, you need another baby. You know, you're bored. Look at you. What are you doing? I was not bored. But anyways, (laughs) so he was a beautiful surprise, but he was born with some challenges. Again, I became an advocate. And after he was born, I did go through the Vanderbilt Advocacy Program and got myself certified, not only so I could help my children and know how can I empower myself to be the best mom I can be for them and advocate for them when they don't have a voice, but how can I help others? Because I know how lonely that feels when you're not sure what's going on with your child or you just get a new diagnosis. What do you do? I mean, you feel so lost and and it is devastating. Sometimes it's very devastating for folks. Right. So when did you add the dog to the mix? The dog. You have a dog? Yes, we have a dog. Uh, (laughs) 2000. (laughs) Well, you know who let the dogs out? I thought we were going into that. No, but uh, (laughs) um, I went 2009 or 10. So it is really where Jackson five plus one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think animals can really be a, a form of therapy for a lot of people. Absolutely. If they, if they attach and really relate to the animals, it really is remarkable what happens, even with the elderly. And they bring yeah. in uh, animal therapy all the time for them. And, right. you know, they, they just love embracing these little fur babies. So Well, they're calming. Yes. And since we're sensory humans, right, mm-hmm. we we connect to that energy, that calm energy of an animal, and it immediately calms us down. So that's why they're used for therapy so much, which is wonderful. Unless they're like my little... Uh, Yorkie. Do you have a wackadoo? Well, he, yeah, he never stops. Yeah. It's like, bam, 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 go, 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 go. Yeah. Here, play with me, play with me. Come, drop a bone in my hand. I don't want to touch that bone. Yeah. <laughs> but he just keeps bringing it back, wants to play. But there, he's he, he, very rarely will he just like, ah, oh, no. But he's fun. Heart. He's a cutie. So with the family life and all of this, we're going to get into the, the book writing and all of that. But I mean, I'm looking at all of the things that you, you've done here. You're a best-selling author. You've got all of these accolades right here with the children's books and the Pulicious Look at Me. and yes. <laughs> So let's run down some of those. Okay. I really had no idea that when I would have a late in life baby, and it would be a surprise, I would actually be birthing a book series from it. You know, that's where it came from. The premise behind them is that no matter how we come into this world, we're still perfectly made. Each and every one of us, however we enter this world, good things, bad things, challenges, no challenges, whatever it is. We re-released those books earlier, well, right at Christmas last year, and then the uh, third Poolicious, Oh, the Wonder of Me, launched in the summer. And then in October, just launched my first middle grade reader. 
and that's with Thornton Klein. So, okay. you know, he's yeah. my partner in crime and writing. Oh, and, buddy um, Thornton. Yes. So that is an anti-bullying story that's also okay. a redemption story. So we're really pushing that book right now out into the world and, and for kids, teen, you know, teens, preteens, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I guess July or August of last year, I was in my first anthologies, collaborations. That was so exciting. I have another one coming out Tuesday, this next Tuesday, actually, wow. called um, The Book I Read. And we have 50 authors in that book, and it's about what a book that you read in your life that actually changed your life. And it's not a review. It's like, what did it really do for you in your life? You know, how did it affect you? But the the two last summer both went to Amazon bestsellers and international and national bestsellers within like the day, like in eight hours they did. It, so the formula for it is fascinating. Yeah. And it's a great way if you want to be a writer, but you're terrified to write a book, but you really want to dip your toes into the water, get into a collaborative anthology because then you only have 1,800 to 2,000 words. You just have one chapter that you're mm-hmm. responsible for. And that's an easy way to start, I think, for somebody who wants to, but they're not sure, is this for me? Am I any good at it? You know, that kind of thing. When I'm sitting there thinking, I don't think I've written 1,800 words in my entire life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now my wife, she's the writer. She Mm. could write a whole book in a week. I mean, she, that's amazing. She, she just, she's just amazing that way. And it's like little filing cabinets and you pull yeah. from what you need and it just goes out there. So it's, yeah, it, it definitely is an art form and it you is. have to have that, that knack for that and how to organize yes. and get all of your thoughts together and put it in writing. You that's know. what stumps a lot of people. Yeah. Are you are you going to go audio with these books? The chill, actually, the the Poolicious series is an audio. We're getting ready to uh, my publisher put together a pack, so it's the three books and the audio books together. We're going to launch that soon. We're only he's only releasing a hundred of those. The audio book for Cheers from Heaven uh, is in discussion right now. Okay, so. you know that that seems to be the thing. I think people are liking those audio books. Yes. But it's amazing the talent that goes behind recording these these books. You know, being a voiceover artist, I've never really uh, had the opportunity to voice a whole book. But I think they're so talented the way they can go in and out of character with their voice changes and and adapt and different voices. I mean that that's amazing. It just keeps it more interesting rather than you know listening to Morgan Freeman read straight through. (laughs) I mean he's a great vocalist, but it's like with kids you got to. Attack you have their, to be, there, in, there has to be that inflection yes, and articulation. Like exactly. I just read yesterday to a group of kids. I love reading to children and you really have to animate because you want to draw them in sure. and you want to get them, you know? And so I thoroughly love it. I, I have a friend actually, he's got a, uh, the book slam that's on uh, clubhouse and he does the audiobooks for folks, but he brings in music into his audiobooks because he wants to yeah. make you really feel like you're there in the action of what's happening. Right. So he's got a good form for audiobooks. We look at the technology and technologies here. We have to embrace it. In fact, uh, that's why I'm impressed you're using the technologies, the, the YouTubes and, you know, the uh, Amazon Live, Facebook. And, Amazon and Live is really big. I've never used that. Yeah, but. it's very big. It's growing. It's it, They are just bursting right now. Um, but, you know, it's interesting when you do go live, because we go live on Amazon Live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, each platform has their own rules. So mm-hmm. where we we used to be able to say to an author, hey, where can people find you? Now we can't do that anymore because Amazon, like most you know, conglomerates, they want everyone to stay there. Mm-hmm. So what we do is um, we have a carousel. Uh, so when you're done with the show, you can go straight there and buy the author's book. 
So it's actually genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it really is. I mean, yeah. they're listening to you and they, there it is. Now, like on Facebook, sometimes they'll put links mm-hmm. you know, down below and, and to the right. where you can go buy it. Yes. Um, Which we always do for our authors when you know we have their information yeah. there is where you can go buy their books. You know what? I, you're just doing so many things mm-hmm. and you're all involved with everything and you're really trying to promote this message. What have you found to be, I guess, the hardest thing you've had to, to, to deal with during this course of time? Mm. You mean with promoting with about advocacy or well, I mean everything. I mean you had writing. you had to have some great hurdles you had to jump over. And- There's been huge hurdles, and, and a lot of and all of us have been through some in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I would say some of the toughest has been the emotional and mental well being of my not only myself but my family through the time we've just been through, and still trying to work and live. Yeah, you know, um, in the pandemic. In 2020, um, I had a publisher who, right after we went on, everybody went on lockdown. She had put up one of my books, and then she had a issue happen with Amazon, and she called me and said, "I quit." I said, "What?" So there was a hurdle right there, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I had people saying, "Where can I buy the book?" And it's, there's nowhere to buy it. So, so then there was that hurdle of finding another publisher while I'm homeschooling my kids and while I'm trying to do all these other things you know, as a mom and, and with all the stuff I do. So I would say, um, there've been many hurdles along the way, um, writing and, and trying to find a publisher or self-publish is a challenge, you know, figuring out where do you fit in the world with what you're trying to do? What is your passion? What is your platform? There have been numerous hurdles with, um, advocating not only for just my own children, but for other folks, children, you know, in trying to effectively change things in a positive way. There's all always challenges, aren't there? Well, and you know, we learn by those challenges, I think, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, I mean, the fact that you went to Capitol Hill... I was Mama Bear very, mode. Oh, I was going to say. I it, mean, Mama Bear came out and it was kind of like, I don't know, you're on this automatic co, you know, pilot yeah. and then there's the co-pilot with you, but you, you know, it's God is <laughs> yeah. saying, this is what you have to do. And yeah. you really don't know what you're doing exactly sometimes. You just know you have to go do it. Yeah. You know? And we're glad you did. You get so complacent in life and yeah. we get in our, our tunnel vision mode and we cease to see things around us. And right. once that vision opens up, just like it did for you, Yeah. I mean... It's endless in what you can do. And I know you have a lot of things coming up. We're going to take a break real quick. On the other side, let's talk about all those things you have coming up and how people can get a hold of you. So we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlights. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and we're going to continue our conversation with Mary E. Jackson. <laughs> hey, how, so how would somebody get a hold of you? Um, you can go to my website at www.maryejackson.com. Okay, um, Mary, It's very easy. All my books are there, stuff about my shows, advocacy stuff is there. You know, you can also find me on Facebook under my name. Um, I'm on Twitter, Mary underscore E underscore Jackson. I'm on Instagram, Mary Jackson 5, and LinkedIn as well. Yeah. 
So yeah, please stop by, check it out. I've got some adult anthology books on there as well, which is very exciting, not just the children's stuff. Uh, and we're waiting. Thornton and I have a, a book. We've got at a publisher that's considering publishing it for us this next, that'll come out hopefully this year. Okay. So. Well, you, you mentioned Thornton, so I, I guess he's part of the team. So is, yes. is it just you and he, or do you have a whole team on this thing? Well, we've got it's Thornton and I, and then um, we've got a couple of, uh, I've got a couple editors, um, and they're starting out, and they're very good, so I'm trying to find them as much work as possible because they're very good. Then we've got Lily Jackson, my daughter, one of my daughters who is one of our illustrators. Good. And uh, that's very exciting to work with her on that. And um, she is a five-time published illustrator and she's not graduated high school. So I'm really proud of her for that. Amazing. And exciting that she's got that passion and that, you know, she's got that focus already There must in be her something life. in the water at your house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there is. But um, And then we have another illustrator there as well that uh, is part of our team. Okay. Well, and it's good to have uh, you know people helping you out with this because it it can be kind of overwhelming. It looks like, especially if you're going and going and going. Yeah. So, like for my shows, I've got a, a producer and a co-host, and so that takes care of all that. And then I've got a publicist who I love, Mickey Mickelson with Creative Edge Publicity. If you're looking for a publish publicity person, he is your guy. Okay. So he handles setting up for stuff and, you know, uh, press releases and all kinds of stuff for me. He's amazing. And then, of course, Tuscany Bay Books is my publisher. And I have an amazing, we have an amazing relationship with Jim Christina. He's not only an author, but he's also a publisher. So I, I think it helps, you know, very personal relationship. He picks up the phone and calls me. I can call him at any time. So it's, that's very helpful. And that's incredible. It You try to set up uh, different events and, uh, you know, do you do book signings and mm-hmm. things like that as Yeah, well? I do. We just yeah. had one at the Hendersonville Public Library this past Saturday. We just did a a book signing for Cheers there. I do a lot of that stuff myself too, just because I did it from the very beginning. So I got used to doing a lot of that myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're an author, until you become famous and you're selling a million books, there's a lot of work you have to do. You know, there's a lot of just things you have to put into place and you have to put yourself out there. You've got to call local places to see if you can be interviewed or on a show, or you've got to search for podcasts and live streams and see where you can read in public. And that's, we're able to do that more now. You know, we had a couple of years, we couldn't do any of that. So everything went online. And and that was, that's easier to do because you can show up fully dressed from up top and have your pajama bottoms on yeah. the bottom, you know? <laughs> yeah, technology is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to cart all your books everywhere, except the downfall is you don't have people there buying your books, yeah. you know? I guess you try to, to lock into some events and what, what do you have coming up? Uh, April 2nd at the Nashville Public Library. Now, this is the advocacy side of my life. So I tried to kind of bring everything mm-hmm. together as much as I can. Uh, we are celebrating. I have collabed with the library and then um, On the Avenue, which is in Nashville and Friends Place, which is in Nashville and Lisa Hammett. She's an individual advocate, but we have teamed up. We have eight uh, local artists who are going to be featured in the exhibit in the Nashville Public Library. It'll open April 2nd. 10.30 we'll start off with the Nashville Symphony wow. to open it, which I'm super excited about. The The exhibit will be there for six months. And the library there is actually opening, will open up a sensory room at some point soon. I, I helped open the one here in Hendersonville at the library. I was going to say, because I thought they had a sensory room we as did, well. Yes. Yeah. We did, I say we because we put it together <laughs> last year and uh, super excited about that yeah. and a resource area that's got information for families looking for 
information because really our library needs to be the center right of information resources and our community libraries are so so important sure you know part of the reason i thought it was important make sure libraries are sensory sensory friendly let's have all kids and families come in you know a lot of children they have an aversion i mean i had a mom say oh i'm so glad you all did this because we had to stop coming to story time because my my child couldn't handle it and now there's ways that, that a child can come into the library now and, and feel better and not have to be so overwhelmed yeah i mean that's a that's a great factor and because um, i know uh, the summer county libraries i know they they've all just come under one umbrella now yes amazing what they're doing with all the libraries throughout the county and people love going there yeah you know, what, it's great i love the library we've had a great relationship thornton and i have with our our uh, gallatin library and hendersonville library and we've been to the other libraries as well uh, we've just done more with those two libraries in the last year and they're both great yeah yeah now you also mm-hmm, singer songwriter <laughs> songwriter so you yes. and you've teamed up with our buddy thornton and uh, thornton Clay, i mean like i've seen him just blasting I know. you know the charts with his his different uh, I just call him the ever ready bunny rabbit yeah. he just never stops so talk about your relationship with him well we we met through Mr. Slater from HCA introduced us yeah. in 2015 because I had written this book my first book and and I didn't know what to do or where to go and and he said I want to introduce you to Thornton Klein we we met hit it off immediately and he was like can I write 10 songs for your book and I was like what I was like 10 yes <laughs> so then my daughters recorded those that song, those songs, and uh, then we have been we have been working together ever since then, and we just one thing after the other. So last summer, Thornton and my oldest daughter and I wrote a song, and the girls just recorded it last week. So we can't wait for that, and it's partly based on something in my daughter's life that is a true story. Sure. You know, something she did, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to turn that into a song. Right. So yeah. Well, that's right. That's what they call storytelling. It's absolutely storytelling, storytelling. to music. Yes, you know, it's beautiful. And I, I appreciate the folks that can can write a song because that that again there's a gift it, it, totally i mean yeah. how they do it is just amazing to to me and i'll have to get thornton on and we've been talking but uh, yeah yeah and so now with the singer songwriter aspect of it you've been doing that for a while it's not just an overnight thing right no it's i mean i i was in film and tv i call that my other life before my head children moved up here <laughs> <laughs> so that was a part of my life a long time ago and I, I think it's great if we can you know if we can find that passion in our life and be able to use whatever whatever abilities that we have mm-hmm. e- even if it's you know it doesn't matter what it is if you can find that passion and you can find that drive to have a bigger purpose to help others serve others and try to try to make the world a little bit more of a smiley place then sure how it's been it's making contacts it's who you know yeah you know and then people know other people that know other people that know other people that's what happens you it know? just builds upon builds upon builds upon like i actually just um had an interview on monday for a very big network and they have five different shows and it was a referral and now they're putting me on two of their shows uh, next month you know and so networking is very 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 important when you get your security team to keep the paparazzi away you know (laughs) think about that yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so the national public library event seems like a a huge deal especially being there for six months yeah i'm excited and and all the folks that the artists are the artists that either have a challenge or a special need in some way so i just think it's important for us to celebrate that and what art does for folks uh you know the the name of the exhibit is called uh creativity empowers i i thought that was the appropriate verbiage for it because i have seen what art has done in my own children's lives when they were nonverbal; they couldn't express themselves Mm -hmm. even when you are verbal 
how many of us have a hard time expressing ourselves? Well, let's find a channel for you. It's the, one of the healthiest things you can do for a child is find their channel where they can express and they don't have to keep it balled up or inside and festering. And even if they can't say what they can do, they can dance it out. They can sure. ride a bike. They can bowl. They can play baseball. They can build Legos. I, I don't know, you know, work on some something on the computer, building something, you know, but it's a channel that's creative because we're intended to be creative. Exactly. I mean, we're creative beings, so. Folks out there, if you're going through a similar situation, you have a child that may be in need or have been diagnosed with uh, some kind of condition, whatever that may be, we just want to let you know you're not alone. And I've come to find the advocates out here and the people, the support in that community is just overwhelming. And, yeah. and you're, you're a part of that. Mm. And if so if somebody's listening right now and they maybe are going through it, they don't know where to turn. I mean, you've been there. You, mm. you, what I don't know what to do. Could they get a hold of you and, and chat yeah, or send absolutely. an email or they whatever? Can, yeah, they can reach out to me on my website because it's got my email there. Mm-hmm. So they can absolutely email me and we can talk about it. You know, uh, one of the things I always talk about when I'm asked is, if a child is given a diagnosis, go research it. Mm-hmm. Empower yourself so that you can empower your child because you need to know what services they need or interventions or therapies and that you need to reinforce that. But it gets you out of a victim place into a victor place, which you can help your child be able to That's, do the yeah. same thing. And there's plenty of resources available. Lots of them. Nashville is full. Oh mm. my gosh. There's so many amazing organizations. I'm an ambassador advocate for Autism Tennessee and they are amazing. I also am an advisor with um, Billion High strong.org they are a global for-profit organization that makes sure companies all over the world hire people with disabilities mm-hmm. and they're a great organization as well well and i've mentioned it many times but uh, electronic recycling solutions in gallatin they hire folks with autism yes and they bring them in to recycle electronic components computers anything electronic they can right. but it keeps them busy and these the, the the folks just love doing it and they they yeah. have circle time they they get to network with each other and they just enjoy doing that and they're getting paid to do it it's amazing yeah, yeah. and you know i i find it so fascinating the brain and in the creativity of the brain of someone who may not be able to process something like you but they can process other things yeah and they're just absolutely brilliant so we've got to look for the beauty that lies within each person sure. and yeah and you just find their talent what they're interested right. in because it's going to come out some people they might be an incredible vocalist right or they might be great at something else right but it's just finding that and getting them in that place where they can enjoy that absolutely absolutely yeah. well you're doing the right thing you've got a lot of great things coming up so we have the the, the library that's the exhibits going on and what does it look like for the future of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A lot of that's still open. Uh, yeah. My Writer's Corner live show, we are starting a network. So we're, we're taking other author shows underneath us. That's very exciting. There's other book projects on the in the horizon. Actually collaborating with a company creating a sensory toy line for kids. Interesting. And and, the, and they're not just for kids, though. They're also going to be for older individuals with Alzheimer's, dementia, and supernuclear palsy, that okay. kind of thing. Wow. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's a passion of mine. It, uh, videos that my son and I have done using different tools and different things to show this is what it's good for. Mm-hmm. You know, use this because this is soothing or helping or this, you know, will help a child who is having a hard time with handwriting. You know, they can't make that contact. You got to strengthen that your hand, the muscles and, you know, just all all kinds of things like that that are very, very useful. Wow. 
you know. <laughs> this is so, this and great. hopefully more songs. <laughs> well, I guess my my main question is, uh, how much B twelve do you take? <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Not enough. I, you know, you have to be organized. I yeah. mean, it's it doesn't happen. I mean, you should see my calendar. It's it's got to be on my calendar for me to organize around my life being a yeah. mom. And I'm not saying that all this is what anyone else should ever think about doing, unless this is where your heart is. And you're. And some people get hyper laser focused on one thing, and that's what they do, and that's fantastic. But it takes getting yourself used to what you're doing, you know, and pacing yourself. You got right. to pace. And this didn't happen overnight. I mean, we're talking years and years and years that yeah. has gone into all of this. Well, you, you're going 100 miles an hour and you've been doing that for some, some time. Some days, yes. So what do you do for you? <laughs> yeah, self-care is very important. Yes. <laughs> so I do take the time. I schedule that time for myself but when everyone's gone. You know, I've got to go and I'm from Florida, so I love to go by the lake. That's very soothing for me. Walking is soothing. Meditating every day I do a lot of yoga so I I do do those things for myself in order to keep filling my bucket up because otherwise I have nothing to give you know Mm -hmm. because you're you're using it on and I'm still raising an eight you know my little guy's eight so I'm not done raising kids yet so and a dog uh, and a dog yes (laughs) she thinks she's two she's 12 but (laughs) that's right yeah well, you're doing amazing things. And folks, we're talking with Mary Elizabeth Jackson. <laughs> and she has a website. It's maryejackson.com. And she's an author, singer, songwriter, mom, um, fur baby mom. She's she's just doing everything at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and she's not. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, but you're doing great things and helping a lot of folks. And I think that's important. And you're, you're putting yourself out there as a servant, educating people, and you're changing lives. We're trying that, that's to. Important. That's trying very to. important. And we only have one life to live. So, right. you know, I, I've been in, we've all had depressed times. We've all had hard times in our life. What are we going to do with our life right now? That's yeah, what, that's absolutely. what's important. Well, Mary, thanks for taking all of your time. <laughs> and I know you had a notch just in your schedule and you got another uh, appointment to go to. So thanks for coming in. We just enjoy you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for this opportunity. And I'm so grateful to be here. All right. We'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. All right, you're back with Summer County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon here. Uh, we're going to bring in another guest right now. This is going to be pretty interesting. And you all have heard of Vol State. Vol State Community College right here in Gallatin. Uh, an incredible institution. They're doing a lot of great things. So I wanted to bring in uh, Nick Bishop here. Now, he's the Vice President for Economic and Community Development. So that's a, a pretty important title, the ECD guy. Uh, yes, sir. I, I do a little <laughs> bit of little bit of everything under that title. It's kind of all other duties as assigned. See, that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> pens See? on pens on who you talk to. <laughs> right. So you you've been with uh, with them what four years now, right? Uh, yes, sir. In September of this year, will mark my fourth year with Ball State. Okay, and we were talking earlier about background. You you got to unveil this. This is pretty impressive. Sure. What you've done to get to where you're at today. Sure. So uh, native of, of East Tennessee, and uh, in another lifetime, uh, while I was a student at the University of Tennessee. I was elected to serve on the Morgan County Commission, and that kind of really got my foot in the door with state government and local government. And then from there, I worked in the private sector for a short stint with a a company related to Chevron in the energy business. And then from there, made my way over to the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development. I spent a little over a decade with the Tennessee Department of Labor Workforce Development. I really enjoyed my time there and got to do a lot of different projects and a lot of different things across the state. 
and worked through a couple of different administrations and also got to work as kind of a liaison over to the Tennessee Department of Economic Community Development. And so I was really exposed to higher education, workforce development, economic development, all three of those areas in my role with the Department of Labor. And then in 2016, I went to law school at National School of Law. Uh, while I worked at the Department of Labor, uh, obtained my law degree, passed the bar exam, licensed to practice law, and in 2018 made my way over to this new opportunity at Volunteer State Community College. Uh, Volunteer State former president, Dr. Jerry Faulkner, and his cabinet uh, had the foresight to create this position that could really better connect to the community and employers and business and industry. And so I was very fortunate that they had enough faith and trust in me to step into that role. And that's what I've been doing for the last four years. Wow. You've been busy. Yes, sir. And you're only like 23. So. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> you youngster. <laughs> so tell us what uh, economic development is. People might have, they, they hear it, but yeah. don't really understand exactly what that means. The, uh, the, the, the shortest way to get there to it is it's really the activities associated with trying to either recruit new industry and business to a community and or helping grow existing business and industry in a community. Whether that's helping a business expand, uh, maybe they're going to create new products and, and produce more products or maybe they're trying to grow new customers or maybe they're trying to create new jobs it could be any of those above but it's either trying to create new industry or business in a community that doesn't currently exist and or helping that existing business okay. business expand in your position at Vol State, I guess this would be what? So so I'm often uh, fortunate enough to get called into a lot of meetings with local government officials and state government officials that are working on a lot of these economic development projects. And when site selectors or CEOs are looking at relocating to a, a new community or looking at expanding their existing mm-hmm. operation in the community, there's usually three or four things that are, that are always very important to them. And one of those most important items is education and a workforce if they don't have an educated workforce then it's really not going to be possible or feasible for for a company to relocate or expand if they don't have the workforce sure so that's really where your education system comes okay. into play you know with Fall state got some great things going on over there it's a great campus great location and it, i mean it's very popular and you, you offer tons of different courses and things like that involved in the community which i, th- I think is key and i know recently that music city studios that will be coming here to henderson has reached out to you because they're a great advocate of of, of the school system, uh, the college system, and those individuals looking to get into that industry to come and intern and work at the at their campus. Yes, we are very excited and, and very honored to be able to work with the, the leadership at the Music City Studios project. I really think that's going to be a game changer for Sumner County community and, and northern middle Tennessee as a whole. Vol State has a very robust entertainment media program, and a lot of people don't know about it. It's one of the best kept secrets at Vol State, mm-hmm. so we're trying to change that. And and he, if he was here today, he, he's a very humble individual. He wouldn't tell you this about himself, but our director of the entertainment media program, his name is Steve Beicher, and he's actually a Grammy award-winning engineer and producer in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And when he's not working at Vol State, he's still working on professional projects. Uh, he recently won a Grammy for the movie The Prom uh, mm-hmm. back in 2020. He engineered the music for that. He's currently the lead for engineering the music for a television show with Fox that will air, I think, later this calendar year called Monarch. 
and it's based on the whole country music industry oh, yeah. the country music scene here in nashville uh, so he's working with trace atkins and some other individuals uh, susan sarandon uh, is part of it so steve is engineering the the music for that show what's great about that is that our students get to be connected to someone that can educate and train them who's not only done it but yeah. they're still doing it and as the industry evolves he's still tied to that and he can bring that back to the education of the students at ball state so we're really excited about that we've had several meetings and several tours with the studio folks and we're also partnering with sumner county schools on the k-12 side uh, especially the middle school and the high school part mm -hmm. here at hendersonville high school will be the pilot they will have an avp av program that will create a dual enrollment dual credit pathway to the entertainment media program at Vol okay. State. And in the middle of that, we will embed work-based learning and internship experiences with Music City Studios. So if you're a young student in Sumner County High Schools and you're interested in working in the entertainment media industry, you can get on that pathway when you're a freshman, sophomore in high school. And by the time you're 19, 20 years old, you can be working in the industry and have your credentials and college degrees there along the way. Well, and there's nothing better than actually doing it. Absolutely. I mean, you can learn the theory and all of this, but once you get in there, it's a whole different beast. <laughs> yeah, you know, the running joke in, in the industry is in business in general is that a lot of employers want someone that's 30 years of age with 27 years experience. <laughs> and, and so uh, you, you hear a lot from students about it's hard to get an entry-level job because they're still looking for somebody that has experience on their resume. Mm -hmm. So this work-based learning that we have a very robust work-based learning internship program at, at the college, we give students that opportunity to not only learn uh, in their industry or their career choice, but get that resume experience. So when they do get out of college and they're trying to get that first job, uh, they've got some real relevant. So is there a name the of that program? It's called the Work Based Learning Program. So that so the high school counselors will have that. Yes, sir. That and and okay. we're embedding some work based learning opportunities into the high school program. Right. Wow, I mean that that really does make sense. So you can start getting credits getting experience before you even go to college. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. I mean, and is that part of the Tennessee Promise or is that something totally different? It's a, They can use part of what they call their HOPE scholarship for their dual enrollment okay. opportunities. Uh, and so they can take up to four courses while they're in high school and get college credit for those four courses, which equate to about 15, 12 to 15 hours, depending upon which program you're in, of college credit. And so what that equates to is when you walk into your, your first year of college, you basically already have a semester under your belt. Now, with the, with the, all of those programs, the HOPE, and I think there's several others, because I heard one of the representatives uh, uh, from Ball State come in and uh, was speaking to the high school kids uh, about these different grants and the, the scholarship type of programs. I mean, there's things, you still have to jump through hoops. They're not going to just give it to you. Oh, no. You have to meet some criteria in order to qualify for that. Yes, sir. The Tennessee Promise is the most utilized program of, of that toolkit, and it's referred to as a last dollar scholarship. You have to fill out your federal student aid forms when you're in high school and, and each year as you're in college. And we first try to make sure are you eligible for Pell Grants and all the other grant scholarship opportunities that the federal government puts out there through the Department of Education. Then if there's anything left that's not covered or if you're not eligible for some of those, then Tennessee Promise will pick up and fill those gaps. 
Okay. Uh, so you got to make sure you fill out your paperwork. Yeah. You got to make sure you meet your deadlines. Uh, but we have people at Vol State that can help hold your hand and walk you through that process. Right. With the, the different programs that you have there, are you foreseeing adding any more here in the next couple of years? We are. We're looking at the potential of expanding our nursing program. A couple of years ago, we launched a, a registered nursing RN program at our Gallatin campus and our Livingston campus. And we're currently at maximum capacity with students. And we also have a most recently had a 100% passage rate for their state examination. So the program is really successful. Our, our dean and our instructors are doing a great job mm-hmm. at educating our students and getting them certified to become RNs here in Middle Tennessee or wherever they choose to go. So we're looking at, based on what we went through with the pandemic and the need for the workforce, uh, looking at trying to see if maybe we can expand capacity with that program. Uh, and then with the entertainment media program, as we speak, we're looking at really enhancing that program and that curriculum and that equipment to where it's really aligned with the technology and the needs of the industry, the, the needs of the industry, especially on the technology side, the tools that they use, the equipment that they use mm-hmm. is really uh, advanced in the last few years. So we're trying to look at enhancing that program as well. Well, I know you're in, in regards to the radio and, and recording. You have a, a killer studio over there. We had, we did a tour there, and the you know the mixing board. I mean, it's all professional stuff there. It's not rinky-dink little sliders and things. Absolutely, no. It's a real deal. They're they're live on the air uh, every day, twenty four seven, and our students get to engage in that that radio process. Uh, they get to learn about production. We have a program that focuses on the voiceover side of thing of the industry video production the graphic side of it so you get to learn every aspect mm-hmm. of that whole entertainment media industry now what about drama you have a drama program as we, well we do and uh glad you brought that up we have an excellent uh theater program at vol state and starting on april the 1st we have a production it's the a daughter which is a play by agatha christie and so our theater department is putting on that play it starts April the 1st. It's also going to be delivered on April the 2nd, April the 8th, and April the 9th, each night at 7.30 p.m. in the Caldell Hall Auditorium on our Gallatin campus. Mm -hmm. It's also going to take place on April the 3rd and April the 10th at 2.30 p.m. So you can buy tickets uh, at the door, or you can go to the Vol State website and purchase tickets uh, for $5. Uh, but it'd probably be easier for you just to purchase those with cash at the door for $5 on April the 1st, the 2nd, the 8th, the 9th, as well as the th- 3rd, wow. uh, which is on the on a weekend. So it's it's all our students. Uh, we've had several students that have made their way to the, the television industry that are currently working professionally in the industry once they have left the program at Ball State. Uh, we're very proud of it, but sometimes, again, it's one of those best-kept secrets, and so we want to try to change that, so I encourage mm-hmm. everybody to get out and, and enjoy the play and have a cheap date night. There you go. Well, look, and you can get all this information. And I'm just scrolling through here. You, you guys have so much stuff going on. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, if you go to uh, volstate.edu slash events or just go to the events page everything's listed right there and you can see all the dates and what it is and uh, the whole information right there but that's great information and uh, folks really need to, to check that out if you need something to do like you said a good night out and it's easy to get to and you're gonna have fun yes sir yeah. uh, what else do you have coming up this past friday we actually launched our key lecture series key stands for keep educating yourself and it's a lecture series that's really geared towards anybody that wants to attend and we cover a wide variety of topics and it takes place each Friday 
it started this previous friday our next session will be this coming friday april the 1st and it continues all the way through may the 6th uh, some of the topics include world history which will be presented by zach mccullough he's actually one of our faculty members at vol state on april the 8th you can come and hear about a cosmic journey which is a lecture that will take you through space and astronomy we also cover topics of information technology and then we wrap up with a very intriguing series called how magic works on friday may the 6th we have a magician from nashville i I want to know how it works that's where you can find out i plan to attend that one as well and if (laughs) if anybody else wants to know they should should also attend yeah each of these sessions start around 9 30 uh, some of them very different times in the morning uh, yes sir on on fridays uh all the way through may the 6th so if you if you go online uh, you can register for, for those in advance uh, or you can show up at the door and we'll help you get registered and make sure you get in uh, the cost to attend all of those series is 59 dollars. you can attend all of them for one price okay. one payment of 59 dollars, or you can attend as many or as few as you as you desire for that 59 dollars price right. and you can find it right there on on the website yes sir okay any words you want to disseminate to the public really encourage uh everybody to as you're coming out of this pandemic to look at you know making sure you continue your education your career with vol state we have so many different options at vol state if you want to obtain a two-year associate's degree we can help you do that if you want to do a one-year technical certificate we can help you do that Uh, if you're just looking for industry certifications that will help you get into the workforce while you try to figure out what you want to do next we can help you with short-term trainings that are as short as three weeks to six weeks to 12 weeks that will help you obtain industry nationally recognized certifications that will make you very marketable in the workplace Uh, we also handle sumner county's adult education program at vol state uh, so if you or anyone you know uh, was not able to obtain their high school diploma, you know, reach out to us at Vol State. We can help you do that through our adult education high set program, and that's free to Sumner County residents. Okay. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Bishop, uh, the, the VP for Economic and Community Development over at Volunteer State uh, Community College right here in Gallatin. So, Nick, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights since 1906. FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with more of Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. And we're going to bring in a healthy guest. He's very healthy. Well, he's in charge of the health department here in Sumner County. Uh, let's welcome our good friend Hal Hendricks back. Good to have you. Good morning. How's everybody? You know, we were talking numbers before when day one happened with COVID. I mean, you guys, let me tell you, uh, you were spot on. You were on top of things. You had the vaccination tents going and they were, it was just amazing how fast all that was and how coordinated it was. And you had a lot of help too. Oh yeah, we had a lot of community partners, the emergency management, um, medical services with Miller and his his people all helped out vol state was a was, it was just wonderful how it worked out with the, the students of vol state being remote and oh, we got the campus out. <laughs> oh yeah it was perfect and we could really process you know 100 plus an hour through and the, you know at the very beginning it was give me the vaccine and cause we've got arms to put it in we were just looking for vaccine and then um, once we got the vaccine we cranked the machine up and, and get people in and get them out so that started in what 2020 20 that was december i think december 18 was a 
was the first day we had vaccine in Sumner County where we gave shots. We went to Vol State the 23rd of December of 20, was that 21? 2021. 21. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it rocked from there. And then, of course, they started changing it. You know, now the older people can get it. Now you had that wave coming right. through. And I guess you didn't. You didn't do the the kids though, right? No, no. We were we were. Um, by the time we got down to the under eighteen uh, age group, it had. Um, we had left Vol State. We were just doing it within the clinics themselves. Well, now they're changing. To, I guess the, even the younger ones now are available for a third. Uh, what's that age? Yeah, group? Six to... you know, I think it's six months to six years of age. Okay. I think Moderna has re- requested uh, emergency use authorization, and that should come out, uh, we'll know, in a number of weeks. and, and all. But the numbers overall are, are, have been really just, just dropping. Right, uh, so we are declining. Out. And I know mm-hmm. you said, I guess you had some folks out, and they had nobody showed up. Yeah, we, uh, we actually did not have anybody on last Friday and Monday show up to be tested, which is great news. We're down in Sumner County right now to about nine a day on average, 9.14 okay. to be fancy with it. And those numbers are off from, there's some data released this morning on the news that said in January, January 19th, exactly, there was 22,000 positive statewide. Okay. Tuesday, uh, three days ago, what is that, the 22nd of March, there were 350 positive statewide. So you look at the, the graph and the numbers, and mm-hmm. it's bottomed out. We're knocking on wood that it continues <laughs> that way. Well, we're not getting too overly confident, though, because no, no, we it can still change. need to, you know, wear your mask when you're in public, wash your hands frequently, be aware, especially those that are immune compromised and have some health conditions. Right. We're not out of the woods yet, so. Well, we still, yeah, have to be safe and not get in people's faces, especially and, if people you don't know. Vaccine um, is readily available through the health department and number of sites, all the um, drugstores and pharmacies sure. primarily. Well, let me ask you this. And, and, and you can buy these uh, testing kits, uh, I guess, on Amazon. You, they've, people, a lot of people are having that we can get these these test kits. Even the government, I think, was was giving two away. Or yes, they how were, many you can yeah, get for I a family? I actually ordered. Uh, I wanted to try those out, and I've got the test kits at home for okay. uh, the federal government. Right. So if you're if you have a child or somebody that's maybe not feeling right and something's weird about it, swab it, dip it in. It's pretty easy to do. Just you know, swab right. it around there, right. get wait a while, and put it on the little indicator, and yeah. it tells you negative yeah, or positive. You'll know in, in fifteen to twenty minutes. And and we're in Tennessee. It's springtime. <laughs> it was the wind was blowing the day. It looked like it was snowing. Yeah. And it, it, it was actually uh, pollen and some that's right petals flying through there. So if you're yeah. like a lot of Tennesseans, that's you know, right. Allergy season. You think, oh, it's just allergies. It's coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the sign is good because uh, I know people are wanting to get back to normal. And you, you see people occasionally, you know, wearing masks uh, out. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't worn When you go to a doctor's office, dental, you have to wear one. They require you to, to, right. to wear one, which, which makes sense anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I think I'm hoping that it's just some common sense from this point forward in, in the United States that we'll just. You know, wear a mask if you're not feeling well. Protect you, protect others. Hey, well, exactly. I mean, we didn't think about that before. You know, if you had a kid that had a cold, you just now go stay in your room. Yes. <laughs> Don't be coughing and sneezing out here. So what do we look like for the future here? And I know it's going to change. You know, you got the, the new variant coming in. And I guess we're waiting to see on that one because you said it was very contagious. It's supposed to be uh, very as contagious as Omicron, and, but it's not as seriously effective on your health. 
as Delta and some previously okay. um, for the majority. But again, it's just being cautious and being aware and you know protecting yourself. This could be the new norm of just seeing people wear masks around. Sure. And that's not that's not a bad thing. No. Uh, you know, wash your hands. We've we've always said for years, you know, wash your hands, and and maybe that's a a, a good thing. And my health educators are are going to be doing a lot of what they call germ city and with the uh, young kids from this point forward on washing their hands and and, and be protective and and how to how to cough and sneeze and well, you know one of the things others. that was really cool for me and in a visual because I'm very visual, but for mm-hmm. kids, you know how they put that stuff on that's your the, hand, the powder, the, the and go around and, mm-hmm. and then go back and track it. Yes, and, and that that's what opens up your eyes because it's like you touch that doorknob and then you touched your face, then you picked your nose, mm-hmm. whatever. There you go. And that's got, what this uh, Durham City class is. It's that's a great. black light where they'll. Um, uh, have the kids put a, put a little of the lotion on their hands, mm-hmm. and then they have them go wash their hands, and they come back, and then they show them on the black light. Look what you've missed. And, and, <laughs> That's and, and, great. And, and I think we could also do that with some adults too. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they use it when on hotel rooms and things like that, where they they go through and put that light up there, Co- and they correct. see all that. Yes. It makes yeah. you think. Yes. yes. Bring the Clorox wipes and <laughs> yeah. Lysol and spray everything. You know. You remember back in the beginning, the the one of the big things that uh, everybody was pushing don't touch your face yeah. i mean that was everything you heard don't touch your face and then that kind of graduated down to wash your hands but that was right. part of it but you started not hearing so much don't touch your face because people really started to think how many times a day you touch your face oh yeah yeah and, and you don't realize that it's just the thing you do yeah and you know how many how many times if you're honest you know at the end of the day how many times did you say, how many times did I wash my hands today? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, every time I came out of the bathroom, but it doesn't hurt just to go a few extra times. Just, you know it. And just be aware of what um, surfaces we touch yeah. and uh, handrails and, and all, and just be aware. And mm-hmm. It gets pretty disgusting when you start mm-hmm. thinking about it. You know, one of the things that, I, that from, from the very start was the, the gas pump. Yeah, how many hands have been on the gas pump right. before me? And, and or when you check out, and you got to touch, put your code in on all those uh, the, the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, there was a guy pulled up to a gas pump one day, and he actually had a thing of Lysol. He was spraying the entire pump buttons and the handles <laughs> with with Lysol spray. I said, "That's a great idea." Yeah. Well, I got into a habit. I just took a roll of po- uh, paper towel and put it in the back of the truck. And when I get out to pump gas, I open the back door, grab me a paper towel, and use it as a barrier between the. Yep, there the, you go. And press the keys and press yeah. the... <laughs> That's great. You know, there's going to be changes. And we, we know that. I think people are kind of adapting to it. I think they've accepted it. You know, for the most part, there's going to be some they are going to balk against it. I'm not doing that. It's not a mandate anymore. So it's it's really a personal choice. You're not, you're requesting that they do and recommending that they do, but it's up to that person to decide if they want to do it or not. Right. And and a lot of it's just, just basic hygiene and, and awareness of your surroundings and protecting you and protecting others. Right. Say, if you, if you want to be nasty go somewhere else don't come around here <laughs> so what do you think is the near future what is what is your vision of what you think is going to happen oh goodness i'm hoping i would like to see it it's going to be with us we won't say that in the united in in three months four months there were zero cases of covid it's it's going to be like the flu outbreaks is uh it's going to be here but we have educated ourselves mm-hmm. we have protected ourselves we have vaccinated ourselves hopefully to the level 
where it's not a major outbreak and and we don't see major hospitalizations and and deaths. Right. uh, You know, we're talking about Hal Hendricks with the some kind of health department, and you you guys are just doing an incredible job. You're doing a great job of notifying the public, letting let them know what's going on. You have the the resources available. You have the the website. You have all of the information there that people can find out uh, on vaccines and all of that. But you're you're really kind of aware of things going on here in Sumner County. What is this thing you're doing now with the the big clean? Up. Is that what it's called? It's actually the Sumner County Health Committee, which is Help. a five minutes on it real quick. A number of years ago, all the counties in the state, one of the commissioners said, let's have a grassroots community-based health initiative committee or council or group that tackles local health problems. And the health Sumner County Health Committee, our big fundraiser each year is the Walk Across Sumner event. We hold on. Um, actually, this year to be, we had to tailor it for two years. We're going to come back September 17th. What we do is have a health event, a 5K fun run, and a one-mile walk, and the funds go to the PE programs in the public schools. Oh, great. So we're buying a lot of exercise equipment and and offer uh, help supplies those PE programs in the county. The health council, one of the other pillars would be environmental health. And back a number of months ago, some of the council members were sitting around and said, have you just noticed that amount of debris and trash that's accumulated along the roadsides. The last two years, the trustees have not been out as much trying to uh, protect the you know inmates and an outbreak in the in in sure. possibly in the jails and, and things and along the roadside. So the debris has just picked up considerably. So the health council said that's a pro, a project we can tackle ourselves. So sure. and you just are, had an event this past Friday or this past Saturday, week, right? Saturday, yeah. The last Saturday in um, March, the twenty sixth is when we had this event. We had over 400 volunteers That's great. to turn out. Now, previously, it was a lot less. Yes. yes. Yeah. We, what we had expected was, when we all started, we said, if we get 100 volunteers for this event, we can have a, you know two or three, four roads picked sure. up. This is all up. through Sumner County, though, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, when, the great thing is, when we announced it and sent out uh, interest about it, Jamie Clary in Hendersonville, Mayor Brown in Gallatin, Mayor Keene in Portland, the White House Administrator, uh, Smalling, uh, Mayor Smalling in, in, in Westmoreland, all of them came back and said, we're on board. That's what can good. we do? What can we do? Yeah. And then we've had a number of businesses and individuals who stepped up. Unipress in Portland said, what can we do? They're, they bought 250 orange vests for us. Great. Well, so, we need those because we're going to be on the road. So right. we want to encourage people. Uh, and this is going to be an annual event. So yes. the next time yeah. this is going to roll around, you got to watch out for people anyway. Get off your phones, quit eating your, your burger, yep. and pay attention because you know, we got to protect people. Yeah. TDOT came on board with us, and uh, there's grant money. There's a Don't Trash Tennessee program to help uh, keep the roads and, and byways of um, Tennessee clean. They came on board, and they were impressed when we said we had, at the time, the first meeting we had, oh, we had 320 or so volunteers. And they were like, this is going to be one of the biggest cleanup events we've ever That's been par- a part That's of. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing because I mean, and you look at the side of the roads, the creeks, the along the shoreline of Old Hickory, and the trash that comes up, it blows my mind. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit that blows out of the back of a pickup truck or out your car window, yeah. or you um, you're not paying attention, and in the March winds take it off and 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 blow it. What's in some parking lots ends up along some fence lines sure. in the neighbor ne- neighboring property, and it's just the little right. things. So right. and we're asking people to you know be aware of, of the debris and their trash. Take it home, make sure, sure. it's disposed of properly. But we were really pleased with the turnout and the number of miles of roads that we were 
were able to cover and clean up on. Well, it sounds like a great program, and I, I, you know, I'm glad you're going to do it on an annual basis because it, you know, hopefully will grow and grow. Yeah. Is there anything in the, any parting words you want to let everybody know? No, just again, be protective, be be aware. You know, we're not out of COVID That's right. woods yet, right. but it does look better. That's right. Well, I want to thank uh, Hal Hendricks with the Summer County Health Department for coming in here and taking your time. I know how busy you are, and maybe not as crazy as you were a year or so ago. No, not as bad. We're going to get Good back sir. to ready, ready, ready to get back to public there health. There we go. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, a great addition here, and thanks for Hal coming in. And I'm Jeff Shannon. We'll check you next week right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.